1: For everything Indy. for everything Colts. it's the Blue Horseshoe Now.
0: Here's your host, George Bremer and Brian Hickey.
1: And welcome into the latest edition of the Blue Horseshoe Podcast. Brian Hickey and George Bremer here with you. George, I don't know about yourself. I am super, super excited for this midweek pod here. We got not only a very special guest, but we we'll also really kind of start to sink our teeth into mock draft season, the athletics Dane Brugler, one of the smartest. Draft Minds. Uh, you're going to be hearing his name throughout a ton the next few months here. we he will be joining us here in a few minutes. But also, George, not only is he joining us today, he also put out his latest mock draft for the Athletic. Earlier this week, I think it's fascinating because you look at, at what uh, Dane so far is projecting. Now, we got to say this out of the start, right? It's early. It's when we're recording this January 19th. So we're going to have, at this point, what, probably 10 other iterations of mock drafts throughout you know the next three, four months. It's going to be a lot of talk, a lot of chatter. And I'm sure a lot of things are going to change. But at least early on, you have Dane Brueger putting out his latest mock draft, with, which had two things. We'll start with number one. He had the Colts trading up from number four to number one. It's been talked about. It's been speculated. But he actually put kind of the move in motion here. And I'm curious your thoughts on the competition. He had the Colts trading up from four to one, and it included the Colts giving up their first Uh, round pick, which is right now currently number four, their second round pick for this year's draft, which is currently number 35, and a 2024 first round pick, and that is obviously the Bears accepted that trade. Is that enough, you think? If you give a first, second this year, next year's first, is that enough in your mind if you're the Bears to accept that trade and go from one to four?
0: Yeah, I mean, you're only going down three spots if you're the Bears, so I think that's a a key element for them. Whoever they're looking at at one, they could potentially still get it for, depending on how things break. You know, at two and three, obviously. So I think it's something that uh, the Bears would have to, to seriously consider. And I had heard uh, very early, like literally the the day the day the season ended. You know, that Sunday uh, when when the uh, after the Colts game was completed, and, and and we knew what the outcome was for the draft that that the asking price from four to one, the chart, you know, whatever you're looking at, uh, would be two ones and two twos. So that's right there in that neighborhood. Um, and you just have one less two in there. I think maybe you throw a player into that mix. Um but yeah, I think that that's right. It's right where it it should be. Um, and I think that's what the bears would be looking for realistically. You know again, I, I think for them, a big part of this would be getting that number four pick from the Colts. And so you know, you're getting a player that that's around the same talent level that that you were looking at to begin with, and you're getting extra picks. I don't know what about that the Bears wouldn't like,
1: and you make a good point too. And th- this is a, a situation where I know everyone talks about the the Bears having the big advantage, right? Because now you can kind of hold you know everyone for ransom and, and basically have a bidding war start. Because whether it's CJ Stroud, it's Bryce Young, people want that number one overall pick. But also too, in a way, the Colts have sort of a leg up on everyone else, maybe outside of the Texans, just because if you are the Bears, let's also forget what or not forget what they want. Right? They it seems like want one of those generational defensive players, whether it's Will Anderson Jr., the linebacker of Alabama, or whether it's Jalen Carter, the defensive tackle out of Georgia. Seemingly, and when you look at them this year, their defense needs a lot of help. So seemingly, they want to be one of those two defensive players that seem like they are above everyone else. It's like those two players, then there's a drop off from every other defensive player in the draft. So if you're the Bears... Sure. Yeah, you could hold a bidding war, and you could say, "All right, the highest bidder it is." And maybe someone just says three first-round picks, like the 49ers did uh, a few years ago when Trey Lance and the Dolphins moved from three to twelve. But you also got to remember, if you're the Bears, you want to be able to trade down, but also be able to get one of those guys that we just talked about and, and not trade down so far, where now you're taking, I don't know, maybe a fourth or fifth guy in your board. You don't, you don't, you know, you're not in love with. So that's where the Colts have an advantage they go over almost every team again outside of the Texans, just because if you're the Bears, you could drop down to number four. You can get, like you mentioned in this, in this instance, two first-round picks plus a high second-round pick, which also, let's not forget, because the Dolphins were docked their first-round pick, there's only 31 picks in the first round. So there's one less player that's going to be taken out of the first round it's going to fall to the second round. So you really look at it, you can almost make the argument, that's three first-round picks when you're picking at number 35 in the second round. So the Bears get three very high picks to drop down number four and also Get most likely the defensive player they want because you got to think outside of the Cardinals sitting there number three. No one's going to really be trading up or be taking a defensive player, so they might get their pick a litter of either Anderson or Jalen Carter. Bare minimum, one of the two is going to be there. So you got to think, George, too. The Colts are in a good spot because sure, the Texans can or the the Bears can say, "I want the highest bidder," but also they have to be smart in a way where if you drop down to seven or nine, you're probably not going to get the defensive player that you want also in the draft and you
0: know looking at day two i mean as you mentioned 32 is going to be the first pick on uh, on the second round now because of the way things shook out in the draft but at 35 and and with the ammunition the bears have with their own picks they already have with what's going to be added to their pile with the colts if there's somebody there that they absolutely love on day two they could they have the the firepower to go up to 32 as well and get that guy get the first pick of of day two so uh which probably the Actually, they already have it, wouldn't they? So they'd be picking 32 and 35. So never mind. Yeah. Uh I it's I, I just think think about that haul. I mean, just in this draft, for 32 and thirty-five, and a first rounder next year. That's four guys who were top 35 picks in the draft who you're gonna be adding to your room in two years with a young quarterback who you really like in Justin Fields. If I'm the Bears, I'm really super excited about that. I mean, I, I just think that would be uh to me, that would be a really good haul from this and You know, I get the bidding war stuff, and we could talk with Dane about this in in a few minutes. I'm absolutely sure we will. You don't have an Andrew Luck in this draft. You don't have a Trevor Lawrence in this draft. You know, we are really high on Bryce Young. It sounds like Dane is as well. We'll find out more about that here in a little bit. But he's not seen across the board as this generational talent. And so the bidding war is going to have a little bit of a ceiling anyway. There are going to be teams that don't want to trade up because of Bryce Young's size. There's going to be teams that don't want to trade up because they look at Young, Levis, and Stroud, and they don't have enough separation between them. It's not going to be that wide open bidding where that there would be if like Trevor Lawrence was in this draft or Caleb Williams was in this draft.
1: That's a good point. That's actually, you're right, 100% because so we're high in Bryce Young just mean everyone else is high in Bryce Young. And even if you are high in Bryce Young, it is a risk with his size. And now it's like, oh, now you got to trade multiple assets and also get a quarterback that, if you're not, you know, if you don't feel great about a size, it, like you said, it is a risky move. And if CJ Stroud is maybe the guy, but you're not totally sold and you think, okay, the Georgia game is nice. That's one, like, that's a good point, too, is there's not a, a a standout can't miss prospect. Like we've seen, like, the, like I said, two, the two quarterbacks in the last decade or so that were kind of in that realm was Trevor Lawrence and Andrew Luck. That also would help the Bears as well if one of those guys is there, but it's not, which also think helps lower the price a little bit. And helps also the Colts as well, kind of again be able to move up, but also move up reasonably. Where you're not, you know, giving up the entire. You're not trading the Saints the the entire draft to go get Ricky Williams at number one, and you're kind of, you know, screwing yourself out of draft picks and screwing yourself out of making the team better in years to come. I think that's, like I said, I think it's a fair trade. Where you're, if you're the Bears, like I said, you are looking at four top picks in the next two years and a team that really desperately needs talent everywhere. I don't really see you say no to that. I don't see how there's going to be a better. Uh, Off on the table, unless the Texans just say, screw it, we want Bryce Young no matter what, and we're going to get matched with what the Colts have, you can go from one to two instead of one to four. Barring that, Colts is sitting there with, with I think, the, the best offer that the Bears could have.
0: Yeah, I, I think so. And, you know, again, the more I think about it, they, they've got the ammunition to trade back into the bottom of the first round if they want to. With 32 and 35, you know, you come back in and, and get two first-round picks in this draft. So I, if you're the Bears, uh it might be the best offer you can get, short of, as you said, the Texans. the Texans really want to move up one spot, um, you know and they're going to give you something similar to what the Colts are offering uh, as far as you know the number two pick obviously and if they're going to give you their second rounder which is higher than the Colts second rounder, maybe you do that one instead but outside of that I, I don't know anybody else that can really give you this kind of offer. Arizona's not going to be in that market they're, you know they're the other right. one with a pick higher than the Colts so yeah if you go b- below Indianapolis now you're, you're you're running the risk of taking Anderson and Carter off your board. I mean, as long as Houston takes a quarterback, as as most expect right now, the Bears would still be guaranteeing themselves one of those two defenders.
1: I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week,
0: you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business.
1: Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to the deal. Listen to the deal on Spotify. Without a doubt, 100% right. And that's why I think it's a, a win win in this case for both teams. uh If that trade is made, so, okay, so Dane Bruegger, and again, we'll, we'll talk to him here in a little bit about just this, you know, this this trade up, but also, too, he has the Colts, George. It's not just us. i I've, maybe it's just me. So, you tell me if I'm wrong here. Maybe I'm misreading it. I think we're on an island in terms of Colts fans and even Colts media in terms of predicting or not even predicting, but just saying this should be the guy. I don't I feel like we are kind of one of the few that are saying Bryce Young, Bryce Young, Bryce Young. Dane Bruegger, not only has the Colts training up, he does have the Colts taking like, Bryce Young at number one. Are you with me? Like, do you feel like we're on an island here? Or is it maybe just uh, it's overblowing? And you see, you know, a few Twitter handles that say, no, CJ Stroud or Will Levis. And it's just making more of what it actually is there.
0: I think there's definitely not the momentum behind Young that I thought there would be coming out of the season. And not just for the Colts fans. I mean, you look all over NFL Twitter right now. Good point. Uh, and people are not, you know, they're more on CJ Stroud and, and Will Levis. And even Anthony Richardson's name you hear more often than Bryce Young's. Not saying that people put him ahead of him, but there, there's more talk about him right now. Uh, than there is Bryce Young, and a lot of that on on the Colts side comes back to Ballard's tendencies. You know, I think Lance Erline was on a podcast last week or the week before. He's a guy that is very close to Chris Ballard. Everybody knows this. You know, the he, he's Ballard's his mentor in, in the scouting community, and you know, and he said he couldn't see Chris Ballard trading up for Bryce Young because of the size. And I think that's driving a lot of this too. A lot of people are looking at comments like that and saying, "Well, it just won't happen." One thing I keep remembering, and I talked about this a little bit on the last pod, but, you know, yeah, Ballard definitely, that that's a that's a major factor. And it, it, Young may be off their board. I don't know. Um, obviously not in that room. I don't think they've made a board yet, so he's not off yet. But eventually he may be off that board. But one thing that Ballard has mentioned again and again is that these size things are in place and he doesn't want to go and, and take an outlier because you're going against history. But he's also said that there are other traits that can override that, and so the unknowable part of that for me right now is whether Chris Ballard looks at Bryce Young and sees a generational playmaker as a lot of people do, and that's another thing I can't wait to to ask Dane
1: about. Same because like the two things I'm fascinated about is he obviously has a cult, like he obviously is a believer in Bryce Young. He has them, he has him going number one, and he has interesting enough Will Levis going two to the Texans, kind of citing a lot of the the size traits that we talked about on the last pod. In which, in case you missed it. I think last powder is a great primer to get ready for this one. So if you missed it, me and George ranked our top four quarterback prospects that the Colts uh, should draft. It's Will Levis, it's Anthony Richardson, it's CJ Stroud, Bryce Young. We ranked those four guys in order of how we would draft them. So if you want to check that out, those are our, if you want to say, big board of the official Blue Horseshoe Pod uh, quarterback rankings. But two things I'm fascinated to know from Dane, especially for someone who does does this for a living, is number one, Outside of size, is there anything else you can knock Bryce Young for? Because that's the only thing, like I said, we're talking about is size, 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 weight, height. But like you mentioned last pod too, I think astutely, it's more probably weight being at one, you know, ninety than it is, you know, his actual height of being six foot. But also outside of what's the gap? What is the gap between a guy like Bryce Young and everyone else? Because if the gap is wide and even the size is still not enough to kind of push you off and be number one. We're talking about you know a sizable gap here between Bryce Young and everyone else. Like, as well, the Colts I'll also have to figure that out. Where well, you're right, if they are sitting there number one, it's it's risk reward. But also, you know, are you really going to take a lesser quarterback or a quarterback that's a way bigger question mark um than under the, you know any of those other three guys? Because I think you're right. Like you mentioned before, there's no Angel, Luck, no Trevor Lawrence. I think for the most part, all four quarterbacks have definitely flaws you can talk about. But it's like outside of Bryce Young, is is does he have another flaw? And do the strengths of the other three quarterbacks? make up you know and close the gap on a guy in bryce young where the only really negative thing you can say right now george is that he's too small
0: yep no it'll be really interesting and i think that's what's going to come down to in, in ballard's decision making is what is that gap between those three quarterbacks if he looks at in particular stroud levis and young you know not just how are they ranked but what is the gap between them because if he feels like and in looking at how we think things will play out. This is the case that he can stay at four and get one of those three guys. He may not be willing to give up all the extra stuff to go up to one. That's, that's the big question I have as we get into this off season, you know, that part of that ranking, what is the gap? I think that's the biggest, most important element of this.
1: And at least for, for Dane's latest mock draft, he has the Colts like who just mentioned. a trap to number one, getting Bryce young. Will Levis going two to the Texans, CJ Stroud will say, quote unquote, falling to number five at the Panthers. Uh, he has a, a trade-up there for Carolina, moving up to get their quarterback from Ohio State. So CJ Stroud, the third quarterback off the board. And fourth, going 15th to the Lions, is Anthony Richardson. And that's assuming, and Dane kind of mentions as well, Garrett, Jared Goff being there in 2023. So kind of, again, being one of those bridge guys where Richardson is a very developmental quarterback, has some physical traits, but still is very raw, very unpolished. He has a Lions, at least taking Richardson at fifteen. But sitting for let's say a year, kind of having him be like Trey Lance, so at least all four quarterbacks. Again, it's early, I know, but at least in this uh, latest mock draft, Dane all four quarterbacks going in the top fifteen. So we'll, we'll kind of get Dane's take on these quarterbacks. Why Bryce Young is number one? If there's any other reason outside of size, kind of be concerned about him going number one overall. And what truly is the gap between Young and everyone else? So it's, we'll talk to Dane Brugler, uh, the Athletic draft analyst, when the Blue Usher Pod does return.